This is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And our podcast is kind of like book reviews on reading through Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Hafer Bauer. This was given to me by my daughter Marisa after her dad, my husband, passed away in September the 2nd, 2021. And I didn't read the book for the longest time. But we're on page 78. God sees a bigger picture than we do. My reaction tended to be more along the lines of, I'd better see some purpose in this versus a plain old why. Bottom line, they're probably the same question. I came across a verse one day that helped me. Now remember, this is Rebecca Bauer talking. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. Deuteronomy 29.29 In other words, there are things God knows that we will never know, but the things He's revealed to us, we're responsible for them. Proverbs 25 and 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Therein we have the lifelong tension between wanting to figure it out right now and God revealing things over time. He illuminates the words of Scripture and suddenly we understand something we never understood before. It is the Spirit who reveals all truth. See John 16, 13. God reveals to us what we need, not necessarily what we want. There are things I still don't understand about the why. Why? Why did my husband die before me? Why? Why didn't we not just get killed in an automobile accident at the same time? Why did he have to suffer? Why was he always the one going to the doctor because he was sick and not me? Those kind of questions. But with God, I'm not going to understand everything that happens. If I fully understand everything, it would make me God's equal. But he is bigger than we are. He sees the big picture. Rebecca says, in the aftermath of Scott's death, I also wrestle with, why didn't I get a miracle? We were certainly praying hard enough. We had people praying, I believed. I did not see his death coming. When I look back and wonder about the unmet expectation, I realize that I have too small a view of that too. On a journey, I have found that my view of the miraculous has both expanded and contracted. The outflow of heart healing in my life has increased my appreciation for the miraculous in everyday life. God's kindnesses are manifest in daily bread and new mercies. Timing or coincidences that could only have been orchestrated by his hand are evident. His sustaining power is seen in each day and each breath. Sunrise. Color. We typically don't view these as miracles because they happen without our investment of faith or involvement through prayer. Yet, neither the healing of heart nor the appreciation of life is a lesser miracle. My view of the miraculous is also, in a sense, contracted. My belief in miracles has become different, not necessarily less expectant, but more accepting and trusting. God seemingly does not act secret things. I simply trust that he knows best, and I'm okay with the fact that I don't know. I don't have to have the answer to everything. And I know that with me, this is true. Um, a lot of a lot of things, you know, we've been over this many times. You who's listened to my podcast for a while know that um, I've wrestled with a lot of the same things that Rebecca Bauer has wrestled with in the loss of my husband. We both were married to ministers. 
my husband did, was not a pulpit minister. Um, I mean, we did not pastor a church, but we did some online ministering, and he had been the youth leader for 13 years in Kansas when God called him to preach. He went to, and before that, he went to Bible college um, for studying of the the theolo- theological theology. <clears throat> anyway. But he was not a licensed minister per se in the United Pentecostal Church. But yet, there's been times when I was praying and say, God, you know, um, I don't have to be married to a preacher. I don't have to, because um, I'd always wanted to marry a preacher. So I don't have to do that. Um, I still love you and serve you. And it was one day when he was out uh, bringing some of our young people back from camp that God showed him, God spoke to him through some wheat fields. One side of the, one side of the um, road had, there had been a storm and the wheat fields was just all beat down and mildewing and just bad shape. And just a little further up the road, there was wheat fields that were not even touched um, by the storm. They were beautiful, and he began to cry and say, um, "Lord, that's like some people. There's some that's just been beaten down and, and rejected and 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 so much." you know, going through so much, but then there's others, you know, that seem to be thriving, and God called him to preach, he felt God called him to preach, then that this is how God was telling him, this is how my people are, some have been through the storms, and some, you know, really, some have really suffered, and that's what we wish to do, is go to um, help these people, to, to um, encourage and uplift and that's what we've done for the last almost 10 years now on the internet um, it's like uh, we don't know who we're touching exactly but you know in my vision that I had one night I had a dream I had a dream and that Mark and I was walking into a, a small church a small country church and as, as we were walking in the pastor was walking out and we kind of just nodded to each other and went in and I heard crying and Mark walked up to the platform we, we heard crying and all these pews all the pews were um, there was like these boys in fetal positions just crying and they'd had their tongues cut out and they were just left to die they were just left to bleed just to cry. and I went around to each one and I was going around and saying it's not your fault and Jesus loves you and it's going to get better and and you're a great person, you know, just words of hope and affirmation, and just going around and just letting them know that I love them, and God loved them, and that they were of value and important, and when I got to the last one, I asked my husband, I said, where are the boys? He said, they're downstairs playing. Well, in the country church that I was a pianist at, there was no basement, so there was like, um, that's when God was showing me that it wasn't that, it wasn't that church, it was um, just a church that we as youth leaders at years before had a basement and just like it's just a combination that they were downstairs playing that they'd been revived that they'd been okay and so um that's where I was our ministry in the online that's kind of like it what it was my husband would um help me out sing songs and we did stuff with the young with our um grandchildren and and um He'd help me from time to time to make props and stuff for the puppet ministry or help me cook the, the meal, just different things that we did together. But I was the one that did the online devotional. I was the one going around and speaking these words and trying to tell everybody, you know, that, hey, you know, 
Jesus does love you. He does love you. And um, my husband's no longer here, but we still, I still keep on doing that every Sunday. Keep on doing the podcast. It's like, God, if my husband's not even here. But you know, God has the bigger picture. That even though my husband is not here physically, he's still very much alive in my heart. And that God still has a plan and still uses our ministry. Those songs and those um, things that he's done over the past eight, nine years are still there on the internet. In fact, I used a song of his, of me and him singing Jesus on the inside. I did that one yesterday with my puppets. And I also... <laughs> I found a video of him doing a shrill whistle. I had my puppet look act like he was doing that shrill whistle. So I'm still using some of that. Um, just, it's just one of those things we'll never understand. We'll never understand exactly why. But we do know that one thing. God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. And our job is just to keep pointing others to the cross. As long as that door is open, that we can do that just share the gospel any way we can through our books through our stories through these podcasts to be an example say hey you know it's not over until God says it's over it's not over until God says it's over and so keep on keeping on whatever you're doing just keep on doing it for the Lord have your heart right make sure your heart is right and that you're doing things not for your glory because that's not our job we're not are not it's not about us it's about the lord what is the lord doing through us how is the lord using us to reach other people that's why we got that's why we got salvation that's why he saved us he saved us not just for us but for us to share to go to go go into all the world that's our job and however we can do that if it's physically, if you can go travel and go be a missionary somewhere, do it. But if not, the internet or door-to-door neighbors to restaurants, wherever you go, be a friend. Be God's hands, his feet, and his mouthpiece. I love you all. And that's the cause of my podcast, Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing. Heal. Let the Lord heal you. And the best way to help heal, the best way to help yourself is by helping others. So God bless you. I love you each one. This is Sister Lisa coming from the ill of the Edwina Elder Library. Sister Sister Edwina Elder was a missionary to Pakistan and to Africa and a great friend of Martha and mine. A wonderful woman of God. And she encouraged us to read, to study, to show ourselves approved. A workman. They needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God bless you. Have a great day.